Hey, welcome to another Rally Point Men's Ministry Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our conversation with why is it important to be a good man. Let's pick up the conversation with Pastor Wesley Pennington and the men of Rally Point. God bless you. Hey, welcome to the Rally Point Men's Podcast, and I'm Pastor Wes Pennington, and uh, we're glad that you're here with us uh, today, and um, we're just looking to continue this conversation on why it is good to be a good man, why it is important to be a good man, as a matter of fact, and and, you know, um, I have with me a good brother, a good friend, uh, my main man, Dan Whittet. And Dan's gonna uh, join in the conversation, and and Dan's gonna um, gonna give us a little bit of insight on on what he thinks and how he feels um, it's important and why he feels important to be a good man. Uh, Dan, welcome to the Rally Point uh, Men's Ministry Podcast. Pastor West, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I listen to everything you do, and I think you guys are doing a great job. And I'm humbled and honored to be a part of it. Amen. Amen. You know, so we've been doing this series on why it's important to be a good man. And um, I know that you're a part of our Rally Point Men's uh, groups, Saturday morning groups that we do. Um, and, and we've been discussing this in depth. And, uh, I, you know, I just think our listeners uh, really want to get some different uh, insight onto, you know, why is it important? I mean, just uh, briefly, in your opinion, why, why do you think it's important to be a good man? Well, just to kind of go back to uh, some things you've already touched on, some things that you and Roger hit on, just so that we can catch everybody up. You know, first and foremost, when we're talking about good men, we as men know that in our hearts, we're we're just not there yet. We're we're not going to be there until we get up there and and, and we get that eternal goodness and graciousness that he provides us. So first and foremost, we know that. And then secondly, you know, again, it's to glorify him. And we kind of touched on this this morning at men's group. And a lot of it comes down to us demonstrating the glory of God through ourselves. And if not for our own glory or our own honor or our own reputations, it's, it's for him. And it's to further his word and, you know, what he wants for us. And kind of what we talked about this morning, again, having that prosperity in life. It's not that, that money and, and riches and wealthiness, it's having that peace with God and furthering what he wants mm. us to do and his calling for us. Yeah, I like, I like, I like that. Uh, we went with that. You know, having peace with God actually brings in uh, prosperity and it actually allows you to have a more comfortable life and a, and a long life, right? Because um, when we have peace with God um, as men, we're not stressed. We're not uh, walking around with worries uh, of all these different things that are going on in our lives, and it takes away sicknesses. Um, it, it takes away, uh, it adds life, adds years onto our lives uh, when we have peace with God. You know, and for a man to uh, walk upright, uh, to walk in God's righteousness, I mean, you hit it right on the head when you said that um, it's not anything good in us, but it's everything good about God and good in God that He bestows upon us. It allows us to be good men. Um, other than that, there's no such thing. Right? That's a that's a, a lost a lost uh, word there in the English vocabulary of a good man. Uh, I, I quoted you on the 19th of December, and I, I like what you said. It said you are, but not yet. 
You are, but not yet. Yeah, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. You know, I, I whenever I, I think about I think about Gideon when Gideon was in the threshing floor and the angel came to him and the angel said, Mighty warrior. And here's Gideon. He's in the smallest tribe and he's the least of the smallest tribe. And he's like, Me? Mighty warrior? I'm the least of my small tribe. And the angel wasn't calling Gideon what he was, but what he was to be. And, you know, God sees us that way. He sees us as what we are to be, not who we are in this moment. And that's kind of a, a, an important topic for the guys to hear out there because I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that feel as though maybe they're not in the right place. Maybe they're not uh, doing the right things. Uh, maybe they're not where they want to be or where they should be, right? But God sees us for who he's called us to be, right? And then he works us towards that place uh, from wherever we are, you know? Um, and, you know... Whether, our, no matter what our past looks like, uh, no matter um, what we've done in our past, what we've said in our past, God sees us as good men. Why do you suppose that? Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that, that this is coming up while you and I are talking, because you and I have, have known each other for a number of years now, and you know, I, I think you've seen through some things that I've experienced and you know, I'm I'm a little bit younger, and you're, you're like that older brother I never had. And you know, how many times have I come to you and said, "This is it. This, you know, everything's kind of collapsed. Everything's falling down." And you know, in those times, kind of I fell down a little bit too. And sometimes we we get focused on that that negativity and you know that the fact that we fell, and not necessarily looking up and and getting back up and saying, "God's got me, and I trust in Him." Because as men what society tell us we need to be mm. everything but nothing at the same time Man. and so having been been through quite a bit in my 37 years probably more than most and, and you know you're a veteran i'm a veteran so we can relate on that level as well and you know those that are listening that are veterans you know it, it's a different it's a different type of things that, that, that we face in our lives and you know law enforcement as well and just day-to-day -day lives addictions you know coming from uh, humble beginnings, socioeconomics, demographics, whatever it may be, you know, all those things factor into the things that we get comfortable with mm. as men. And, you know, I found myself being complacent at times when things got good, when God started to bless me because I was walking the path that he, he had lit for me and, and, and walking as best I could in those steps and, and seeking him for everything. And when I, when I do those, I, I see the blessings and they come fast. I'm very, very fortunate that when I pray and when I do those things, that I see things happen quickly. And that's not always the case for everybody and hasn't always been the case for me. Right. But I've also had times where I've gotten complacent and in that complacency kind of fell down a little bit and then started focusing on mm. my past transgressions and letting those things come back to haunt me and kind of never detaching myself from that so I could never really move forward in that positive direction that God's called me to be in, because as long as we're focused in the rearview mirror, we can't go straight. Right. We're going to crash. Right. 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 You know, and you brought up, you brought up something that made me uh, think. So being in the military, you know, um, when we're in the military, there's so many things that we have to accomplish. Right. And uh, things that we're called to accomplish. And we don't really witness or experience failure, you know, um, but for a man, failure is, is devastating at times. Um, and when we fail, 
right? When we don't, we're not successful at something, when we're not uh, good at something, uh, especially uh, in our marriages or as fathers um, with our children, you know, when we feel we failed, right? That that kind of that kind of takes us away from that that piece that we talked about, right? That takes us away from um, our ability, really, to kind of see God for who he is. Um, and we struggle with that, especially as guys. You know, we struggle with failure. And I know me, you know, you were a Marine, right? And um, and I was in the Army. I was 82nd Airborne Division. Um, and, you know, when you're 82nd, man, you don't fail. You, you accomplish the mission. Um, and there's no excuses for not comp- accomplishing the mission. But when we're not... In that setting, and we're in real life, uh, in our families and our jobs. Unfortunately, there's times when we see failure, right? There's times when we're and we find ourselves in a place where we're struggling, and it's hard to conceive ourselves as good men in those moments, right? In those moments, it's hard for us to kind of say, you know what? God sees me as a good man because the enemy comes in and lies and says, well, you know what? As much as you thought you were a good man. You're really not. See all of this mess that you got going on here? That's proof of you're not being a good man. You know, that's why it's important that we understand that, yeah, we're not good. Only through his eyes and only because he sees us as that and he calls us that. Um, are we good? Right. But um, what should men or how should men feel or what should they try to do, uh, in your opinion, um, if if they found themselves kind of in a mess or they failed? Uh, and you know they need to get back on their feet, um, or they need to try to get back to that place where uh, they believe what God is saying about them—that they're good men. So, for me, I think that part of falling down was getting getting back to the, those comfort levels and being around people that I felt weren't going to judge me on those transgressions because that's how they operated on a day-to-day basis. So when I fell back into that, I, I, I found a place, not a peace, because it's not, it's not peaceful being there because you know that you don't want to be there and, and you're struggling with the turmoil internally on that. Right. It's better than being around the people that you think are on that next tier above you based upon your circumstances. And what I've learned, in, and you know, I've called you plenty of times and, and you know, recently, Hey, I need to surround myself with guys that are going to hold me accountable mm. with, with men that may not know everything about everything, but the cumulative experience that you surround yourself with can get you through a lot of things. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I keep referencing me calling you and, you know, and, and Roger, Roger's another big, big, uh, big one in my life where, you know, he always calls in and checks on me and you got, you guys are like big brothers to me and I know you care. And not once have I ever said thing, something to you where I felt judged, but I also knew, you know, that you necessarily didn't approve of what was going on, but you never, you never kind of turned your back or you, you never did anything other than say, hey, hey, man, like, you know, what's going on? Let, let, let's, let's talk about this. Let's have lunch. So, but, you know, there's that sense of accountability where if you don't surround yourself with those men, they're going to hold you accountable. And you're left basically out on an island trying to hold yourself accountable. Mm, and wow. if you've kind of lost your way with, with God at that point, you know, you're, you're literally on an island. Wow. And, you know, you're, you're a football coach. So what happens when you glitch your safety and you leave your, your corners on an island out there in man coverage? They get beat. They're done. They don't have any help over the top. Right. And 
that's kind of where we find ourselves mm. as men when Great we analogy. kind of fall back and try and go go the route ourselves. And <coughs> I'm, I'm a walking, talking testament that fall down, get up, fall down, get up, fall down, get mm. up, hardest way possible. Sometimes I felt like God has slapped me in the back of the head like a little kid that's just not listening. And <laughs> I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep doing it over and over and over because I'm never gonna get it right. Amen. But I'm never gonna stop pursuing trying to. Yeah, yeah, you know, scripture says that a righteous man, right? So if we're talking about good men, so a good man falls seven times, right? Um, but he gets back up, right? And, and, you know, it's not so much that we fall because God knows that we're all going to make mistakes. None of us are perfect. None of us will ever be perfect until we see him face to face and he makes us perfect. But we're not perfect. So because of that, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to say things that aren't right. We're going to do things that aren't right. And we're going to stumble. But it's not in the stumble that God looks at us and he judges us. God looks at us and he says, okay, you stumbled, you've fallen. What are you going to do? Right? Are you going to stay down or are you going to get back up? Right? And he calls his sons to get back up. And scripture actually says that when he when he called when you get back up, he actually credits you. So you get recredited all over again the righteousness of God. He credits you righteousness on your getting up. He says, That's my man right there. You know, and although you've made a mistake, although you've fallen, you got back up, and that's what matters. Right? And for those guys out there that are listening, that you know might be struggling, that might have fallen, that might have made mistakes, that don't feel as though you're doing it all right, and you know don't know what's what's up or what's down in this moment. Um, it's so important that you understand that God is what makes you righteous, and God says, as long as you get up, as long as you get up, man, get up, continue to walk forward. He's gonna take care of you. He's gonna credit you righteousness, which means God looks at you. And he says, that's good, right? And you now are in this, the category of a good man. Um, and I think we miss that so often. And I, and I kind of feel for those men out there that have stumbled and have fallen and have failed. And the enemy has lied to them and told them to quit and give up. You know, and that's why I'm glad that you're on here, Dan, because I, I know your story. Um, and I've seen you get up. I've seen you get up, and I've seen when you get up how God's blessed you, right? And that's 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 a great testimony for for men. They need to hear that because there's a, so many men. I mean, me myself, I've fallen, you know, I've tripped, I've fell, um, and and I've gotten back up again and I said, you know what, Lord, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, I repent, I, I turn from it, and I'm going to continue walking in Your call, right? And God comes in in a, in a hurry, like you said, the blessings come quickly. Uh, God comes in in a hurry and he blesses us um, and he says, that's my man and he credits you righteousness. Man, that's powerful. It really is. And one thing I do want to thank you for, because I I did struggle with this myself. When when I used to think of righteousness, I think of Jesus and I, and I look at it and go, that's, that's perfection. And I always was wrapped around the axle with thinking that I had to be perfect. And then I get down on myself because we can't, there's no, we, we can't even come close. Right. It's just not attainable. And I'm glad that you keep bringing that up and you keep forwarding the point that God credits, the, credits us that righteousness. And it's, it's the, the faith that we have in him. It's, it's that linear relationship, the up and down between he and I, mm. not sideways. It's, it's up and down and it's only one way. And it's us up to him, eyes on him. Amen. And that's where the righteousness comes from in daily. 
we need to seek that from him. And that's, <laughs> that's where I, I got turned around before because I, I, you know, I'm reading the book and I'm thinking, I'm like, how am I supposed to do this? And I'd get stressed out and, and I'd worry and, and I'd go, I can't do this. There's no, there's no way I could possibly, I'm going to fail. And then God's going to see me for what I am. I'm a, I'm a flunky. I'm a failure. And then the more that, you know, I'm involved in these groups and the more I listen and the more I read, I see that's what he expects us to do. Mm. He knows, he knows we're going to fail before we fail. He knows, he knows what we're going to think before we even like <laughs> wake up tomorrow. And you got that right. And just knowing that in the hardest part for us as men is that state part putting our trust in something other than us and especially guys that have had to rely on themselves for things or, you know, have had to make decisions that, that involve stress and life or death or, you know, and not to say that we've played God or anything like that. I'll never give myself credit on that level, but God has blessed me with the ability to think quickly on my feet in chaotic situations. And I was able to maneuver myself and, and some guys that I was in charge of out of some things that we could have gotten hurt real bad. And, and, you know, when I lose sight of those things, I'll, I'll stop and I'll pause and I'll breathe and I'll, and I'll just look at the amount of times. When I was 11 months old, I drowned. They found me floating face down in a pool blue. Oof. The baby fell, went into the pool after the ball story and they were looking for me, couldn't find me, found me under a raft. They had to pull me out, do CPR on me. Wow. And by the time I got to the emergency room, I was running around. The doctor said, that's the kid that just drowned. They're like, yeah, like, take him home. He's fine. Wow. You know, I got I got hit by an improvised explosive device in Iraq. The explosive ordnance disposal guy came out and he said, who is in the, the gun turret? And you know, me, he's like, I don't know who you believe in, but if you believe in something, better say thank you because if that blew up when it was supposed to, you wouldn't have a head. Wow. Those are just two really quick examples. I could go on and on, but when I look at those and I, I, I think about it, there's nobody other than God himself that can make those things happen. We don't, we don't have that control. We, and I was just reading Matthew earlier, and it says you can't, you don't control whether a hair on your head is black or gray. True. And when we, when we look at it for what it is, that we don't control our next breath. Mm. He does. Mm. It's easier to give that to him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this morning we were talking about how God orders a man's steps, right? I mean, He literally orders your steps, you know. But we got to follow it. And for us as guys, sometimes that's hard to do, right? Um, and it's hard. When um, you mentioned how, you know, you, 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 you feel like you failed, um, it's really hard when you don't have a circle of, of godly men around you that can say, hey, you know what, it's not a problem, get back up, man, God still loves you. You know, and when everyone else is looking at you in a negative way, and everyone else is talking down to you, when everyone else sees you as a failure, right, it's harder even for those men to pick themselves up and say, okay, let me continue this walk. But God never looks at us that way. It doesn't matter. The whole world could look at us and say, you failed, you're a loser, you're no longer wanted. And God would say, you're loved, you're adored, you're my son, I want you. Man, you know, I mean, if there's anything that we can get across to the men that might be listening out there right now is the fact that, you know, God loves you, man. You know, he, he loves you more than we can ever imagine and he's working things out for your best interest and unfortunately sometimes we get in the middle of the best interest <laughs> we, we 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 make it about our interests instead of about what god's interest is and that's how we kind of get things messed up um he said he, said he light our path for us he didn't say walk it 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. It's your call to walk it. It's your call to do it. And that, and, you know, that's not always easy. It's not always easy. We have all kinds of things that get in our way. Um, you know, we got our, our wives. They got different opinions, different thoughts, different emotions and feelings. So we got to deal with all that. Our kids, same thing. So all of that's thrown in the mix, right? But we're still called to be faithful. We're still called to be obedient to God and to what he's doing. And, and, and because of that, he credits us righteousness and calls us good. You know, and, and, and like we said this morning, it's one of those things that it goes generationally. So as he blesses you, you said your blessings come quickly, but he blesses you, but he doesn't just bless you. He blesses your marriage. He blesses your children. He blesses their children. I mean, it goes on for generations um, how God continues to bless you because simply you decided to follow him and allow him to work in your life. Right. That's amazing. And it's, and it's, a, it's an amazing bonus that I don't even know that many men really understand or, or realize. And, and when you get to see those examples come to fruition through the people you've either mentored or, in, in my case, recently, it happened with my son. He's, he's 13, so he's, he's starting to kind of gravitate towards towards me because he want, you know, he's, he's starting, he's got a little stash going, he wants to be a man. And I didn't really have that at all. And for me, one of the things that caused me a lot of stress was how am I going to be a father to a son when I didn't really have that? Yep. And again, that, that worry that he's going to see me mess up and he's, he's, he's going to think, you know, that I'm a bad father. And one thing that I've, I've learned as a dad and, and, you know, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm a little bit younger, so I, you know, I don't, I don't want anybody to think that I'm putting myself out there as the know-it-all know or end-all, be-all, because I've got a lot to learn and a lot of big ways to go. But when he was going through something, I, I always try to relate it back to God and, and, and life, and I always try to use myself as an example when I failed. Mm. Going through something tough, because I've, I've learned that if I'm putting out there that I'm perfection, he's going to think that he needs to seek perfection and anything short of that to fail. Right. But when I'm able to say, hey, son, when I did this and I did it like this and, and here's the story of how that didn't work, I'm not telling you that because I just want to be mean and tell you, you know, you're wrong. And, no, no, no. I don't, I don't want to see you do that and this is why. Right. And he asked me the other day because we are, one of our, our dogs passed away. We had to put her down. And uh, I had to go out back. I had to wrap the dog. I had to go dig the hole, bury the dog, say the prayer, and all that stuff. And I, I mean, it was hard. It was very hard. But I had to do that for my family because my family needed that. They right. didn't. They didn't want to just send the dog off with some vet that they didn't know and come back with a box or right. throw the dog in the trash or you know something like that. They wanted the proper thing to be done. And I knew as the father and the leader of my home that I had to be the one to do it because that that's on me. Yeah. And when I was explaining that to my son, the 13 year old, he wasn't here when it happened. So he was asking me questions about it. And the way that it, he was like, dad, that must've been hard. You know, I, I, you know, I can't imagine that. I said, son, you know, when things like that come up, you have to pray to God for the strength to do the hard things because mm. that man mm -hmm. puts that on us, but he can't put that on you. And he can't give you that strength unless you pray and you ask for that. And yeah, what a what a great lesson that is. His response was, "I know, Dad." And when he said that to me, 
it was like, wow, I'm not just throwing words at his forehead. He actually heard. <laughs> he heard what I've been saying to him. Yeah. And to hear I know and that acknowledgement, that, that just in such a like very gut-wrenching situation, you know, we didn't expect to put the dog down and a lot of emotions. But when he when he said that to me, it kind of brought me peace because yeah. I, I know that I may not be doing everything right, but as long as he understands where to look and it's not to me, it's to him, that's the best thing that I could ask for. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, so many of us, we don't understand, we think when we fail um, that we're letting, you know, our family members down, our kids down, but the reality of it is they're watching, right? And what better way for a child to learn than to see their father kind of fail at something in the way that he deals with it? You know, the way that he recovers from it. You know, that gives them life skills on how to recover. Gives them life skills on, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to do things that are wrong. But it's how I recover, how I how I handle it is what matters, right? And that's the truth of it. In anything, it's how we handle it that matters. Um, how we get back up, right? And again, God credits us righteousness. He says, you're a good man, right? Hey, Dan. Looks like we're coming down to the end of our time. But, um, hey, man, what a blessing it was to have you on today. And I'm sure that you uh, you gave some of these uh, men that are listening uh, some food for thought and some inspiration and encouragement. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it, Pastor West. And in the words of Lou Holtz, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you deal with it. Amen. So true. So true. We'd just like to thank you guys for uh, tuning in once again to another episode of the Rally Point Men's ministry and we just pray that uh you continue to listen and we we thank you that you're uh, actually taking the time uh to come in and, and check us out um and if you have any questions or if you want to get more information about us or check us out go to our facebook page uh rally point men's ministry facebook page or our uh, rally point men's ministry.org uh website and check us out um and say hello all right we thank you god bless you and we'll see you again soon Thank you for listening to the Rally Point Men's Ministry Podcast. We pray that you had a great time with us today as we discussed why it is important to be a good man. We pray that you continue just to listen in on us and continue to grow with us as we grow together. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.